Hello, and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. My name is Michael Connell, and I'm here with William, as always. Hey, William. Hey, Michael. How's it going, buddy? Fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing great, having a lot of fun. And so what's shaking in your world? Well, this topic that we're going to address today is shaking in my day-to-day life, and I'm sure for many others listening which is life beyond your soul group, life beyond our soul group, your soul group, the courage to be true to yourself. When you came up with this topic, William, life beyond your soul group, can you summarize what our soul groups are? Yes, your soul groups, you know, we have to remember from first separation to now, There's been groups of other souls that you would continue to reincarnate with. You would continue, you would go through the creation of karma, the creation of vows, contracts, and agreements, all these different ones that you've been and played uh, different parts with, like your child may have been your father or your mother in what a, it's more dimensional than linear, but I'll say for the sake of clarity, a past life. Your best camaraderie, your best friend. They may have been your sibling. They may have been your romantic partner. Matter of fact, they were, because every soul has played a different part, but still in like the same circle. That's why you hear so much, even metaphysically, dear ones looking for their family, they're looking for their circle, and the soul journeyers that have been a part of their life streams, all the way from their best camaraderies to their worst nemesis, where you've played off each other. You've played all these different parts, sometimes a grandparent, sometimes an uncle, sometimes an aunt, uh, sibling, partner, whatever it may be. Now, it's still the same souls, just in different forms, playing different parts, as you as well have played different parts for them. And where there's been, it's like we get into now, like the family monad. Now, it's not just mother, father, sister, brother, and uncle, cousin, blah, blah, blah. It's these souls that you've gone back and forth with, attempting and attempting, especially with your biggest nemesis, attempting and attempting. They're pushing you, pushing you to wake up, but you're attempting and attempting to wake up within the midst of all those different places, all those different parts that you've played with, that you've experienced through. You're pushing them, they're pushing you to, it's basically, you leave the planet, they leave the planet, you give each other a giant slap on the back saying, great job, and let's do it all over again to see how much further we can wake up, open up, and and even when you're coming into the body, you're saying, all right, family, all right, entourage, angelic archangelics in the host realms, source consciousness as well. Don't let me forget again. You feel very confident that you're not going to forget. But sure enough, you go through the womb, you pick up all this stuff, you make all these decisions based upon what's going on with your mother, your father, going on with being wanted, not wanted, going on with being lovable, feeling lovable or not lovable, based upon all this stuff that you're all these major life decisions you're making in the womb. Because in the womb, during the second, third trimester, you start entering the body. And that's where the organism being that of the body, you have reached a certain state 
of growth where now you start moving in. And of course, the mothers felt kicking on and on because that's just basically development of the nervous system. But now you as a consciousness, you start entering the body and making all these decisions, which now start to create, I'd even say, a falsivity of a personality, a falsivity of who you are, who you're not, and all this other stuff based upon what you're picking up on in the womb and even from the father. Because it's kind of like even in the womb, you might as well have like a window there where you're looking at everything going on around with all the other participants as well as what's going on with your mother. And these are all, once again, part of your soul group makeup. Your mother may have been your best friend in the most recent incarnational journey, may have been your biggest nemesis, may have, may have. I mean, there's no rhyme reason or script about it. Maybe she wanted a boy and your body happens to be a girl or vice versa. Then you create this whole personality and ego level, a separated ego level, because the more stuff you're taking in, And you as creator, if you could imagine you as creator with a clear slate and now going into the womb and starting to take all this stuff in, take all the stuff on and starting to make these decisions, like lifelong decisions about yourself and the world and reality. And I'm good enough, worthy, not worthy, lovable, not lovable, on and on and on. And then we come out of the womb, we get smacked on the backside, we go through the informative ages, and then now we're this interesting personality and ego with legs. And now the rest is basically just repetitive unfoldments through the soul group level, repetitive unfoldments of all those decisions that you made within the womb, because it's kind of interesting. You make all these decisions. It's kind of like my mother wants a boy and I'm a girl. So you make this decision that there's something wrong with you and you spend a good amount of your life until you wake up in different situations, scenarios, but it's kind of like a common repetitive pattern of being shown that you're not good enough or you're not wanted until the light bulbs come on and you start to realize, hey, that is just no longer true about me, never really was. So where you start arising once again, vibratorily and with clarity within, through, and as yourself, as a clear slate of pure creator consciousness. Now, we have Uncle Bob, Aunt Susie, um, Billy Phil and the Whale, sibling-wise, and all that fun stuff. And now we get into a state of, okay, we're going to act, we're going to react due to all the perceptional decisions you made about yourself to be a reality. And what happens is You're being assisted and assisted to, let's just say, number one, become aware. Aware of you, not just the repetitions, not just the unfoldments. You start to more and more become aware of you as a presence, as a consciousness. And then you start going from there to arising and arising to, I'll call it, get your own attention. And before you know it, you're totally separate from all those magnetic, let's just call it dark clouds of consciousness, and your light begins to turn on. And those dark clouds of consciousness and your light turning on, what are people's experiences while that's happening with their soul group? 
Is there so, you know, is the soul group vibratorily, if they're not keeping up, are they falling away? Well, what happens is the more, I'll call it your awareness, more and more of your communion and connectedness. The more lighter you become, the more even there's like these moments, like maybe it's a car bumping into the back of your car when you're not expecting it. It's like, bam, it drops all this other stuff away. The whole identification with space and time, linear, on and on and on. It's like, bam, right there. The light bulb turns on. And then you get to a point where that may be what happens for one. Another may be a little one leaving the planet, a partner leaving the planet, or just leaving you and all of these little deaths that puts you in a state, a state of bam, and the lights go on. And what happens? The lights go on. You start to have what I would call clear clarity, pure clarity. And then your knowingness that starts to arise from within you. Then these questions such as, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And other questions like, okay, I have this whole group, but why am I playing this part? Why am I playing that part? And you start really waking up from the parts. For some, it can look catastrophic. All this stuff going on, going on. Other times, it's just something as simple as someone bumping the back of your car when you're not expecting it. It's like a jarring state that kind of wakes you up. Right. This others could be an ailment. But now we start becoming more and more aware that okay, there's the mother, there's the father, there's the sister, the brother, the aunt, the uncle, there's my coworkers, there's my friends, camaraderies, whatever, whatever. But in that moment, you start waking up, you become awake and aware. And that's where you start receiving new thought forms, such as, who am I? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Who are these dear ones around? If I got rid of all of their titles, who am I here with them? And then what is my part that I literally have been playing for them? And then what happens is your vibratory levels in your body starts accelerating. Your light becomes lighter, more expansive, more expressive, more amplified. You start experiencing your body literally now coming to light and coming to life. And then what happens from there, more questions start to arise for you. It comes from you, your higher levels, then it goes through the soul level, then it goes through the subconscious, the emotional calibration lattice work, and then comes to the cognitive conscious mind. And now where we look at everything that has been. We look at everything that's led to you being right where you're at right now. And now we start really seeing these dear ones for who they are and what they are. We start seeing the part for what they are and all the internalized battles and baggages that it has created. And then what happens is the vibratory levels in your body start speeding up, speeding up. And then even the way you talk, the things you talk about. The things that interest you, rather than being interested in things because you were taught to be, you start rising and rising, which goes into the ascension status lattice work, where 
you start rising, which means ascending and ascending in vibrational frequencies that make a hertz of light to where eventually there's still these dear ones outside of you and around you as part of the soul group. And saying, remember, okay, you're the kid. Okay, I'm the parent or you're the kid. I'm the aunt, the uncle. You're the kid. And I'm the uh, predator, whatever it may be for you personally. And when you start becoming clear and clear that it's all happening outside and around you, but then as your interests begin to change, as you begin to ascend and accelerate, you become more and more aware of all this stuff that is not you. And it's that journey coming out of the head into the heart. And I say out of the head from all the decisions, projections, emotional states, and basically all the barriers and the blockages that you've created within yourself to call it a perceivable reality. And you start arising and arising. And then all these dear ones, you know, that still want you to play all these roles. And it's kind of interesting, Michael, because you go home, let's say for the holidays, you do whatever you do with the family monad, all these soul group levels. And it's so interesting how the ego level tries to have you revert to being that child again in the midst of your parents or siblings, whatever, whatever. And it's like still wearing those shadow strands until you wake up from it and you're becoming more yourself now. And what happens is the dear ones still want to put you into all these let's just call them identifications, all these perceivable boxes of what they're wanting you to be for their comfort zone. And then what happens, you become more aware of that. But see, now you're not reverting back to being this part, that part, and the other part, where it's interesting how these dear ones, due to yourself arising, which kind of leaves them in a state magnetically and emotionally in a state of insecurity, because there's just no longer any boxes that you fit into in their ego, their minds, or their consciousness. So where now it's like you're on the outside looking in and they feel vulnerable because you just don't fit into that box anymore. So they don't know where you fit and it has them feel very insecure. But then we honor it because even with the insecurities that they're experiencing from not being able to put you in that box anymore, their ego acts out and starts to project. And the, one of the biggest ones is their ego start creating all these stories about you. Right. And they create all these stories about you. And of course, how the ego works is there's something wrong with you because when you're around, I feel uncomfortable. So then the projections start and then literally speaking, the magnetic cords, the magnetic matrix that makes up the family monad and soul group level consciousness, it starts to dissolve to where now you're not playing this part. You're not playing that part. You're not playing by automatic pilot what we think others want you to be, how we think you should be in their eyes. And vibrationally speaking, you're ascending in vibrational frequencies in megahertz uh, of light. In frequencies that make hertz of light, your octaves, your tones, your frequencies are constantly arising and rising to where now all of their projections, all of their energetic cords, whatever and however we want to define it, essentially the magnetic connections are totally gone to where now they start to feel so uncomfortable that they start making up stories and pushing you out of their live streams. They take a right turn, they take a left turn. All this stuff that just becomes totally beyond irrational, paranoia, fears, blah, blah, blah. 
We're still where we're still right now. We may temporarily go through a time, which I'm pretty positive you will, of feeling totally alone. Right. What I've heard heard you sharing is that as we are becoming more aware of how all of this is outside of us, we're getting a clarity about who we are, who we truly are, and we're going through this process. Our soul group, friends, families, members, worker, coworkers, are feeling the magnetic disconnect. We're feeling it, but they're also feeling it. And if I heard you correctly, where it just comes to a point where we might start doubting ourselves. We might start feeling alone because everything that was familiar, all the people in our lives that were familiar are stepping away. Yeah, and this goes from best childhood friends to family monad, your ones you've been closest to, depending upon them. And some will step up with you by all means, but many will just start to phase out of your life stream. They'll go a different direction. And because in all reality, your vibratory levels and frequencies and megahertz of light, they just no longer fit into these boxes, these identities. So where, of course, the ego wants to say, okay, what's wrong with me? I would have, could have shut up on and on and on, which is interesting because it's so backwards. Right. It's so polarized because where we come forth now, we start asking ourselves what's right about ourselves rather than what's wrong. And it feels like something wrong because the magnetics are dropping down. The magnetics that have kept this whole matrix together as a soul group, they start tethering and dissolving, where in turn you're becoming more open, more expansive, more, not say more vulnerable, but not vulnerable to the hands of humanity or others' egos. You're becoming more vulnerable to your total, complete, clear communion and connection of and as source waking up within you. Well, this is where you were referring to the courage to be true to yourself comes in because there's this transition place of, okay, now I'm really feeling much more vibrant. And yet I'm also feeling uncertainty and now the ego is coming in stronger because it's trying to hold on to what it knows in the past. Absolutely. Based upon what it has witnessed, what it has seen, and what it has experienced based in the past and based in all the perceptions that is taken in and taken on via how to survive in a body on a planet says the socializational consciousness <laughs> society from the mass collective. Well, and and also as your vibratory levels raise, you're judging things less, including yourself, which is helpful to get the courage, you know, in this transition, just to be true to yourself. If you, if there is a relationship that is no longer working work-wise or other relationship, the courage to step away yeah. towards what 
your higher self is moving you towards something that gives you a lot more joy. It, it does take Absolutely. a lot of courage as you're transitioning out of listening to the ego to uh, continue on. Very much uncertainty and very much, you know, I love this terminology that love, purity, integrity is not a popularity contest. (laughs) You and you alone are the only one that can step up into that. Beautiful. Thank you, William. Thank you for just assisting us with the courage to continue to be our true self and the clarity around some of the difficulties uh, we experience or our perceived difficulties we experience when transitioning towards our true self. And thank you all for joining us. This is The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Please click subscribe. Join us next time. Namaste. Namaste. We love you. Please rate The Relevance of Now with William Linville. This will assist others in finding the show and spreading the message of love.